The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hi guys, welcome back. So I'm joined with a lovely friend in the UK, Anna Christina. She is a body and mind freedom coach. So me and Anna have been in contact for a while and we did a live on my Instagram the other week actually, which was really fun. We need to do that again. So I'm just excited to talk to someone from back home and she's got a lot of knowledge and her energy is amazing. So hi, Anna. Hello, my love. How are you? Good. It's just crazy how it's like eight o'clock at night here and it's 9am there. The powers of the powers of the internet and the powers of like this kind of communication where we get to do this. I know it's awesome. So I know we were chatting for a little bit before we press mm-hmm. record. Well, like I don't really know much about you, and this is why I love interviewing people because mm-hmm. it's not only for my audience to listen to you and get to know you, but I get to know you as well. So just interesting. I love people's stories. That's what I do in my job when I do hypnosis. Like I'm sat with people for hours talking about their journey and. I just love it. I absolutely love getting to know people. So I don't really have any questions written down, but I always start with what's your journey been like? You know, how have you got to today? How have you got to the 17th of August of 2022? You know, what's brought you into this body and mind freedom coaching? You know, what what led you down this path? Mm, Amazing. I love this question. Honestly, the journey has been wild. It has been a incredible journey so far and it's not been easy and it's been chaotic and it's been high, it's been low. And, you know, as a child, I was always a deep thinker. I always felt like, oh, why am I always like observing and why am I always like in this real I don't know, like this kind of like exploratory way of thinking and really going deep. I was always known as a deep child of like asking lots of questions and just super curious about the world and about life and human beings. And I don't remember much of my childhood. I actually have something that's called childhood amnesia. It's not, it's actually like quite common as well. It's not abnormal to have this, but it's quite common amongst children that have experienced trauma when they were younger. And that was definitely most certainly prevalent for me in my upbringing. I was raised in an environment where there was domestic violence. Um, I was neglected a lot. I was on my own a lot. Um, I was raised by parents who had issues with alcohol. I won't per se Say that they were alcoholics but they were not great people when they drank and that is why they didn't drink very often but when they did it was a yeah it was a it was a huge effect on me um I went into school quite disconnected um but I still went I still persisted I still went to school I still did like the best that I actually could from school um 
I was bullied at school as well. So that was probably one of the most challenging times for me um, because the way I was bullied is quite different. I don't know. I don't want to say it's quite different to everyone else because I don't know that many bullying stories, but I was bullied by the people or the girls that I actually hung around with, like actually in my circle of quote unquote, what you want to call friends. Um, so I'd say like my early years were very intense yet at the same time I still made it through to a place where I actually like found some sort of strength to move into my my adult life you know between the ages of around I want to say about nine to about 14 maybe 13 I had an eating disorder and I wasn't bulimic. I wasn't anorexic. I just didn't have an appetite to eat. I was very like disconnected with myself. Like I was suppressing emotions. I was shamed for emotions. Um, and that led to me just like shutting down completely. And it led to me like not wanting to eat and not having an appetite to eat. Um, and then going into my like late teens and into my twenties where I started to like disassociate from family um, and have freedom of what we I thought was freedom at the time. It's like, well, I'm away from them. I get to like, you know, live my own life and do what I want to do and like take take that rebellious nature that I always had and like really put it like a, you know, put some speed on into it. Um, I moved to London quite early on in my 20s, worked in fashion. So I was in this like really like fast paced environment, very ego environment, very status driven environment. And just kind of like threw myself into drinking drugs. Um, this is where I'd gone from not having an appetite to having a huge appetite. And it turned into like binge drinking, binge eating, emotional eating, um, surrounded myself with some people that I thought were friends at the time. And I felt like I connected with them, but at the same time, truly deep down, I knew I di didn't feel right around them, but I was like playing along with it because I didn't have family. I didn't have con like connection to family. So I was just desperate and hungry to create connection with people. Um, got into a relationship with someone that I truly, truly did love. But because of my abandonment issues and his abandonment issues and lack of work on both sides, it turned in fast into a very toxic relationship. And that for me was like kind of like the startup process because I had to disconnect from what I perceived to be the family that I'd created and really go alone into the world and start the in internal work. And that's when I started looking at all of my vices, like doing the work on like my emotions. I went traveling. Um, I spent two weeks in the Amazon doing ayahuasca in Peru. I just really went on this journey of like self-discovery and self-connection. Um, and then when I came back to the UK, and moved back to London, felt disconnected again, and returned up to Manchester, which has been a separate healing journey in itself. 
and yeah dived into the world of coaching and it's been like yeah it's been like just phenomenal since then I love how everyone's story's got like a little bit of eat pray love in it because I think that's one of my favorite movies and I love it because the first time I ever watched it this is crazy because people were like have you seen it and I'm like no and the first time I ever watched it was when I was flying to Australia three years ago and I just left a toxic relationship and it was on the plane so I watched it on the plane and I sobbed the whole way to Australia because I just resonated with it so much and I think you kind of resonate with it because she she's in like a bit of a life crisis and you know I think traveling just heals you heals you in general because you're seeing the world and other cultures and you're meeting new people and you're away from familiar familiarity so it's like it's just I don't know everyone's story has like a snippet of eat pray love in it and then you obviously came Mm. back up to Manchester which is that's obviously where you were meant to be at the time to do your healing and it's like everything has divine purpose doesn't it like you're in London but then Manchester's been like more healing for you and now obviously you mentioned about you move it you're moving somewhere new so it's like mm-hmm. I think when we move we're meant to do that we're meant to not keep our roots somewhere I think we're meant mm-hmm. to stay grounded on the earth in general but I don't think we're meant to put roots in one place I think we're meant to just like move around a little bit to explore ourselves yeah for sure and you know some people might be thinking oh no that's not for me and I think as long as you are exploring in your mind and in your body then that's your exploring for this time in this 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 moment right on on this like gift this human experience that you've been given for me I am I am expansive so for me, it is about meeting new people. It is about trying different things. It is about learning all of the layers of myself, as many layers as I can get to. And it is about, as you've said, it is about travel. It is about looking at different cultures. And for me, I started that really young, as young as I would say probably like 21, 22, but really like when in to travel when I was 25 and have done so much traveling since then and I truly honestly wouldn't be who I am where I am right now if it hadn't been for doing that traveling I mean you can go in as far as saying like I wouldn't be who I am where I am if it hadn't been for all of the experiences but for me I think the key piece was traveling one of the key pieces was traveling because it's really allowed me to, because I've done a lot of traveling on my own as well, right? So I traveled South America on my own and I still even now go away traveling on my own. I have like little holidays by myself. And I feel like there's a different place that you get to with yourself and your own self-exploration that you get to do when you're out of your immediate environment and the people that you're used to spending like your day-to-day with um it's just really enriching your nervous system it's just allowing your nervous system to feel safe in you know a sensory place that isn't where you normally are and whom you're normally with and becoming 
not dependent, um, but associating safety with that other person or that place when actually like the safety relies within you. That's where your self-trust is. It's always like from self thought led and what you actually create from like your soul and how you actually like show up in the world and knowing that you've always got your own back because you know, you were born alone, right? We truly are born alone and we will die alone. What happens in between is God's business. I love that. And it just reminded me of when I first went to Australia in 2016, I stayed with my parents' friends. So I was just with them. I lived in their home. They took me everywhere. And then they dropped me off to stay up in Noosa for like two nights. So I I stayed in this like apartment hotel for two nights. And I remember she dropped me off. And this is the first time I was away from the family home and I was kind of on my own even though I traveled to Australia by myself and I was only just kind of just on my spiritual journey then, you know, being 25, turning 26. And I remember she dropped me off at Noosa and I walked up to the beach and I remember just sat there and I just freaked out. I was like, I'm on my own. What am I going to do? And I just got really panicky because I just, I remember feeling it. I just remember now feeling it. And I remember speaking to my parents and I just felt needy and like I, like I just needed my, you know, I miss my family because I've been there for a few weeks. And then just before I came to New Zealand, I was in Australia for eight weeks and I drove from where I was staying in the Sunshine Coast. I drove myself up to Noosa and I remember just being sat on the beach. I took a towel and a picnic and I sat there and it was so busy because it was the holidays And I just sat there and I was like, I'm on my own. Like, this feels amazing. I like, I love it. Like just being content and happy. And I just felt comfortable and safe. And like you said, that nervous system, like when I I first went to that beach, my nervous system was kicking off. Like you're on your own, what are you going to do? You need people around you. And it's like, I didn't, it's like, that's what I obviously thought I needed. But then just, I just had one of those little moments where I had a little check-in. I was like, oh my God, like, three years ago I was sat well well, no actually five how many years ago six years ago I was sat on this beach freaking out because on my own and now I'm sat here with a picnic a book a towel and I'm just absolutely loving it and I get to just explore and walk around and that's not to say I don't like Mm. people's company I love being with my family and my friends but when you have those little aha moments it just oh it's just amazing Mm, I love that yeah they the, the travel thing is really interesting to me as well, because what I've recently come to realize is when I was younger and I was traveling, I'd always kind of like miss home a little bit in some way. And then as I've gotten older and I've traveled, it's like, hmm, I don't like miss home so much. And what I truly believe about that is that when I was younger, I was so disconnected from myself. I was like drinking, I was partying, I was looking for things outside of me and, you know, very image orientated, body dysmorphia, like there was so many things going on. I was so, so hungry for love from people outside of me that I was desperately trying to change like people's perception of me rather than really looking internally and say like, well, what is it that I need to bring out of me? What not, not what necessarily that I need to change, but what is it that I need to ignite? 
what is it that I need to like really like shine a light on and like with that disconnection I was going traveling trying to like search for something and create something in a way and as much as like I was manifesting that and I was making that happen in my conscious mind I would miss home and then I fast forward now and when I'm traveling I am in the experience of being away like I am like part of the experience I am like so present in like what I am visually seeing feeling smelling touching everything that's like coming through to me is coming through to as me. And that's because I already know that I'm home internally. And of course, like I still get to like be a student in my own practice and in my own journey. But the difference between me now and me then is like back then is like the, the system that I was operating from was very like, the outside in game, right? Anything outside of me to make me feel like my internal emotional needs are being met. That I feel secure, that I feel safe, that I feel approved of, that I'm in control. And now it's like, I realized that I already am safe. I already am secure. I do approve of myself and everything that I can control is in control. So anything outside of me is just a bonus. When I drop myself into a new place, and I'm not asking anything of that place. I'm detached from what it's meant to give me and what I'm supposed to get from it. I actually just get to relish in the experience of what it actually is in that right now moment. And it's it's an amazing place to be in. And it makes traveling way more richer. It does. And I really hear you there. And when you were talking... I was thinking about things I've read and what kept coming into my head was these archetypes that there's different archetypes that I've read about. But when Mm -hmm. I think about life, especially for women, you think like not not nothing against men, but just how we resonate with say a woman. Think about like our teens going, like leaving high school. And then we have that little middle section between like 16 and 21. And then we have 21 to like 27, but everyone's diff, everyone differs. I just feel there's like, there's always this kind of similar cycle to a woman and it's the party and the drinking externally looking for something. We go to boys and sex and relationships and we think we need a relationship to feel worthy. It's the same, you know, it's within our DNA. It's, it's something that's kind of within all of us. Mm -hmm. And as we start to awaken and heal and become self-aware and connect and align like we move into another phase and then another phase it's like we're constantly like transforming into it is literally like the caterpillar going to the butterfly but very gradually you know Mm. and I just kept seeing it like this archetype shifting and changing into different but you know but it's meant for us because you know we don't come out of high school at 16 and have the wisdom that I do now at 32 it's Mm. you know and I know women who are 50 and don't have my wisdom because of just the difference in the levels Mm. as in like everyone's journey is so different and we're meant to learn things at different times I was chatting to a lady who's in her 60s here in New Zealand and you know she's talking about wisdom and knowledge and you know how do how do we become self more self-aware and I don't think there's any like it's 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 again it's that 
there's no set instruction is there to like well you need to have this much wisdom and this much knowledge to be accepted into society my wisdom just comes from growth and healing Mm. and connecting and reading and just being an absolute sponge to everything like you said like traveling's been a big one for me like you know just learning things from cultures and traditions that have been around for thousands of years Mm. and I just I just kept seeing just like a child just just morphing into different archetypes as they go older and Mm -hmm. I feel like at the minute I'm I'm morphing into like a mother like like a a real motherly because I've always had a mother instinct I've always been very motherly and I was very like you as a child deep thinker asked so many questions as soon as I woke up in the morning I was like 21 questions my parents would be like Pip it's eight o'clock you've asked like 20 questions just Mm -hmm. give it a rest and I remember just being like what's this and what's that but just curious about life and that was a great thing I still am really curious about life mm-hmm. but because I've just come to New Zealand and I'm now a stepmother I do feel this mother like really rising in me more like I'm becoming even more motherly so I just everyone's journey is just so unique and different mm-hmm. but as you're talking now you kind of start to realize the body and the mind and the, you know, the freedom around that because when you do start to get in touch with your mind and your body and and your soul, it's like you just start to you start you start to listen because it's always talking to you. For sure, yeah. The body has every answer that you desire. The challenge is switching off the mind because, like, the mind is there for logic, for reason, for processing, for analyzing, for scanning, like scanning for the dangers and scanning how to fix things and where to go next and what to do and how to operate and all the the clutter, right? The masculine energy to a certain degree. And we absolutely need that, right? 110% we need that. Um, We'd just be like floating around if we didn't have that. And the body is where all of that information, like all the micro information is basically stored. So as we're kind of like using our senses, smells, and we are literally going through like, I think it's like 75,000 thoughts a day, right? So that's how much we're absorbing. And especially in especially in today's world, especially if you live in like a really busy city because there's so much going on outside of us that we actually, our nervous system's there to like really like zone in and protect us. And that's where the mind comes in. Now the body is like taking in all of that information and it's storing it. It's storing all the past experiences. It's storing everything in present moment, every microsecond. And so if you like took a step back and you actually thought, oh, wow, Look at all of that intelligence that I've got there. And it's stored right within like the epicness that I am, like my actual body. But where we're becoming fixated on the shoulds and the future casting and everything that's like not yet here, that we are missing the thing that is right here, right now. And it's like the very felt senses of our body. And actually, like, what would it look like if we just stopped and paused for a moment and just really allowed ourselves to actually, like, feel our body? And this is, like, part of the work that I do is, like, 
can you actually like feel into and visualize like and scan what your body looks like on the inside? Because we've got organs, we've got a heart, we've got lungs, we've got bowels, we've got bones. We've got all of these parts of us that have been with us since the minute like we were conceived, developing, and we will never get to see them. Yet they've been with us our whole life. And they're the very things that are allowing us in this right now moment to have this human experience that are allowing us to do the things that we really truly get to do. And, you know, they're allowing us to like move things through the things that like we might in at that moment in time don't want to move through, but we're still moving through and we're getting through it. And yet we don't ever really like take a step back and just like appreciate like the body that is really just allowing us to just be at every moment in time and this is where like a lot of this internal work this is where the this is where the rubber meets the road with actual like internal work of connecting mind and body and doing it for yourself and really truly getting to know your body and yourself on a deeper level yeah totally resonate with that because that's one thing with the membership I've just started, the pause with Pippa, it's it's about pausing before judging, assuming, criticizing, because we always do it. And it's like, you end up like kicking yourself after you've done something like that. But when you mentioned about the organs, that's something that I do most days is, and I teach it as well, is like your heart and your lungs, especially. The, your heart's beating consistently without you having to tell it to beat. Your lungs are breathing in and out consistently without you actually having to think about it the fact that most of us breathe wrong you know it's like because we're not doing conscious breathing and then mm-hmm. my spiritual teacher Wayne Dyer always talks about that intelligence that intelligence is beating your heart right now because it's just it just is it just is how do you explain it you can't it just is and mm-hmm. the same intelligence is growing your fingernails you know can, can I can I tell my little finger right now stop growing no it's like it's consistent it just got it that but that's life that's you you as a soul as a spirit mm-hmm. that's what you are you're just consistent infinite energy but again we're attached to this physical experience and we need to let go of the physical we need to enjoy the physical time we're here because we've chose this beautiful vessel to live in 100 percent but what are you doing to look at, look after our vessel that we're here? Yeah. There's so much available to us. The, the main thing that I see is distraction. You know, we're overly stimulated. We're putting a, a tremendous amount of pressure on ourselves. And I just want to just say that this isn't anyone's fault. You know, if you recognize that you're doing that, it's not your fault. This is a way that the system has been set up for us to be workers, be achievers. Like, you know, our worth is on like the the houses that we have, the jobs that we have, the, the relationships that we have, the social media profile that we have. Like our worth is on how other people perceive us. Not all of the time, but there's a big like, let's pitch them up against each other and let them compare each other and then they'll go off and strive, strive, strive. So in that dynamic, and I'm not saying that that's true for everyone, but there's resonance of it because when we're in school and 
possibly the way we've been raised by parents is to get the grades, you know, get a good job, all of that kind of thing, that narrative, which I'm not saying is quote unquote wrong, but the overly excessive energy that's put into that is the piece where you then become a doer like a human doing rather than a human being and that very thing is the distraction the distraction from really being able to step back and be what is it that I need in this right now moment how can I best serve myself today how can I actually like love on my body and if we're not asking ourselves those questions, then we're playing the other game. We're playing the strive, the do, 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 do. We're in the fight flight mode in the stress response. We're working from the sympathetic nervous system. We're highly energized. We're draining our adrenals. We're breaking down the digestive system. There's a pattern that occurs in that cycle, which then disconnects the mind and the body because the body's just in like survival mode and the mind is just looking for the danger spots Mm -hmm. or it's looking for ways to get out of the way it's actually feeling oh well because it's been programmed to think oh well money will sort it out I'll go after the money get the money get the money get the money because it'll like sort everything else out that's going on Um, or I need the connection because I feel lonely. I need the relationship, find the relationship. So we try to find these roots in these plans. And this is where, you know, you might find someone who's like a workaholic or you might find someone who is obsessively dating. And really the backstory is poverty consciousness or the backstory is, is abandonment wound. And without like really like looking at those cores, because the disconnected to self can't truly get to the place that you want to get to via the thing outside of you you have to know that you're already whole Mm. and that's the thing I've I've come up a few times this week actually with uh, hypnosis clients is that you'll probably agree with me Anna is that you you see it you see it every day that healing trauma you know self-aware just all this stuff that's out there it's great and it's good for people to heal and it's good for people to become aware of the trauma and where it sits and it stores in the body but I also get people to stop and just I said pause and actually think yeah I am healing but healing is a lifelong journey and that I'm not broken and I've reminded a few people that that you aren't broken and that you just Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you got to like this, this ancestral stuff that's coming out is like when you heal your trauma, you heal your ancestral line. I totally agree with that. I think it's great. You are. We're so connected to our ancestors, but because we're so fixated on healing and everything's about healing, 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 I stop and say, what about your strengths, your qualities, what, what, what your passions are, what you love, who you are. You know, it just even though mm. the healing's there and it's great, you know, fill that cup with things that are just good. And you, you know, what makes you you, and what what do people love about you. So you've got to have that balance, haven't you, when you're doing the healing journey? Mm. For sure, yeah. And it te- it can take a 
a while to get to that place because I do come up like when I work with my clients I there's a there's often this piece of I don't know what I want I don't know who I am you know I don't even know what it feels like to give myself the time and the space to ask myself for what I want um and sometimes it'll be well I want to be happy well what does happy mean for you how does happy show up for you in your day-to-day life? And then they get stuck because it's so unfamiliar. A nervous system's like, no, we operate in this kind of way. We don't go like, we don't go there. We just like go after survival, like the bare minimum. And this is like the, the beauty of the work of like working with someone or having a support system around you is like, you get to like really like honor yourself the time and commit yourself the time to really like, spending some time with yourself and really like asking yourself, well, what is it that I truly desire? What really does light me up? Where do I find my joy? How do I feel about sadness? You know, what do I learn from sadness? There's all of these like beautiful questions that you get to sit in and marinate yourself in. And it doesn't have to be a scary experience either or, it doesn't have to be something that's going to bring loads of stuff up and it doesn't have to be hard. It gets to be whatever it gets to be. And I think that's a, another huge piece of the puzzle is like being okay with what is and being in like radical acceptance of self and others and the journey of life and truly just being detached from outcomes. And that's what I have found to be the most transformative part of my journey so far. And it's something that I'm still exploring and sitting in is detaching from detaching from everything and allowing myself to be in the flow and seeing what comes up for me and trusting that nothing's forever. You know, the, the, what I quote unquote label is what I'm mean both are the same it's just an experience that gets to be lived yeah I like the quote that Wayne says have a mind open to everything attached to nothing Mm, I love that me too so last two questions before we finish because I really want to ask you these and I've asked them to I asked them to everybody because I love listening to people's different answers because we're all so unique and we all have different qualities and we all have different personalities and we're all just as amazing as each other. So the first one is, if you had a magic wand, how would you use it to save our planet? Okay, so I have a big passion on my heart for changing the food system. I truly believe that it is one of the biggest poisons that is out there affecting people's physical mental and emotional health so if I could wave wave a magic wand I would cut the entire part of the food industry is infiltrated with chemicals processed badly raised animals um just low-grade, bad-quality, poisonous food, McDonald's, Burger King, Pizza Hut, all of those fast food chains, I would just wipe them. 
away with the wand. <laughs> yeah. And just get everyone back to like basics, grass-fed beef with you know, well-raised animals that have had a beautiful life, um, you know, plants and fruits that haven't been sprayed with herbicides and pesticides. Um, yeah, eliminate corn and just have like really well well-grown grains and oh, alkaline water that hasn't got microplastics in it and just really get back to that place of pure food, pure, pure food. That's kind of like what our ancestors used to have, isn't it? You know, it's like, oh, they had to kill for their food, but everything was just natural, mm. naturally mm. grown, naturally exactly. caught. Yeah. Mm. I love that answer. Mm-hmm. It's probably the first one I've had that's about the food. So second question is, what are three things you think people could do right now to raise their consciousness? Okay, so there's so many. One would be to start to pay attention And if you can be in a place of action to change what you put in your body, that's food, that's water, looking at if you're taking recreational drugs, looking at if you are drinking alcohol, starting to minimize, or even if you can like eliminate it for extended periods of time, just really going on a detox. Like, as I've just mentioned about the food, whole foods, organic, if you can, just really looking at what you're feeding and putting into your body, because that's what's creating like the cellular energy for you to actually like start thinking differently um the second thing would be quite the opposite is fasting is actually to experiment with having extended periods of time off of food and off of alcohol and off of teas and sugars and whatever the thing whatever the things that you might actually be using are um because by actually being able to sit with yourself and allow all of the energy to like clean up your body and it not be to digest food allows you to be in this place of where you actually free up headspace and you become a more clearer thinker with which generates more clarity and more focus and then the third thing would be to really like tap into the emotional body is to really start to observe your emotions and just question like your emotions with with curiosity. Well, what is it I'm feeling right now? Okay, I'm feeling sadness. We don't label that as good as bad. It's just, I just get to be sad. And the next question could be like, where did it come from? Well, someone said something about me and that's created like this emotion. You know, well, what's, what's beneath that? Why has that made you feel sad? What's beneath that? And what's beneath that? And just getting really curious with your emotions. Um, Because the more you start to like really step into this place of curiosity and you don't need to label it, doesn't mean you're wrong, doesn't mean you're bad, don't need to be scared about it, doesn't mean that you're fucked up or anything like that. It's just like you just get to really know yourself because then you get to put yourself into a position where you do raise your consciousness, like you are more consciously aware, 
And you get to bring that into relationships as well with other people and be really honest with them about like who you are and what it is you desire and how they can support you in this human experience as well and vice versa. I love that. My third question, which I never told you because it's just saying it off as it comes is what's a final message you want to give to the world if you had the state if you could speak to the whole world right now what would you say to them Mm. stop eating shit food (laughs) I just had this like (laughs) Uh, well I mean that would yeah be part of I would if I could speak to the whole world right now it would simply be to just take a big big breath deep breath in and breathe Mm. just that one moment of presence can really go a long way Mm. I'm just taking that breath now I listened that's the thing isn't it it's if you just think if you had the whole world if you could say something to the whole world right now god what would you do like what would you say it'd just be insane wouldn't it for sure I know that's why I just leave, I'll, I'll leave that as a surprise at the end because like just yeah it's kind of just like one that just flows of intuition with what what would you say to influence the world and I haven't a clue what I would say I probably just have to just I've actually not told I'd like that question I should ask myself and probably do that do that on a podcast as an as a interview of myself mm. if Pip had all the world at her feet what would she say and I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know what I'd say. Amazing. I know. I so that. I have loved chatting to you. And if anyone wants to reach out to you, where are they best to find you? Um, best on IG. So it's Anna Christina underscore coach. And that's where you'll find links to my website. You can DM me. You can check out my videos, see what I'm about. That's mostly where I hang out on the virtual world. <laughs> yes. And I'll put the link in the show notes to your Instagram. People, You can just click it and it'll go straight to Anna's page. But I'm sure if you've got any questions for today's episode, you can reach out to me or Anna. I'm sure we'd be happy to respond. And we hope you've enjoyed listening to us. And I hope you've enjoyed chatting to me, Anna. I've loved it. Thank you so much. I yeah love all the little directions that we went in and yeah, it feels really nourishing and a great way to start my Wednesday. Yeah. It's a great way to end my Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, want to say thanks to everyone for listening. And as always, I would be so grateful if you could leave a five-star review and then just share it with your friends, family, work colleagues, whoever you think needs to hear this today. And wherever you are in the world, as always, I'm sending you so much love. See you soon, guys. Bye. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. 
Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.